Hey, y'all are listening to Big Facts No Cap, hosted by Paul and Adrian, the only podcast that's number one with Lucky Ducks and everybody who drinks two buck chucks. Let's get into this episode. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. Adrian, do you know how humiliating it was to walk up to the to the desk at Harris Theater and ask them for scratch offs the night before they're the one point five billion dollar Powerball? The lady acted like she couldn't understand what I was saying. She was like, "Why would you do that, at Harris Teeters? That's where I was going to get food. That's where I was shopping anyway. You don't get your food and your." And your lottery tickets at the same place. Oh, is that like some old folksy wisdom? Yeah. Oh, you see, I never heard that saying. Did you even use the thing where they let you look up lucky stores? <laughs> no, is that a thing? That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I guess that that makes sense. Wait, sorry, I, I interrupted you complaining more about this episode. Did you have more you wanted to say about that? Yeah, I just thought it was really embarrassing. She was like, D- you mean the Powerball, right? I was like, no, man, let me scratch off. <laughs> I did get ID'd for the lottery ticket. Really? I did not. My The one I bought it from was a machine, so there was no way it could ID me. She was like, oh, Wait, that okay, seems well, dangerous. Yeah, she was like, you have to go to that machine to buy them. And I went there, I scanned my card, and I bought them. Hmm. I only got $15 worth of scratchy lotteries because I felt like I was bothering the guy too much already. And so when he told me they were out of like the variety of $5 ones they wanted to get... I was like, oh, I'll just do three of those. And then he kind of ignored the second part of what I was asking for. And I was like, okay, that's good. Thank you. Okay, that's so annoying. I spent $20. That pisses me off that you're just like, oh, I spent 15 accidentally. Accidentally. I bought the amount that we were agreed upon, even though I thought it was a stupid idea to buy scratchies today. I still followed through. And you didn't even follow through on your own idea. Adrian, nah. how am I supposed to get married to you? How am I supposed to have a child with you? If this is how you behave, how am I supposed to trust that you're going to be one half of this relationship? Um, I feel like we started off by getting too into the theme. Do you want to move back to Media Roundup and then maybe meander for a little bit and then go back <laughs> to the theme? Yeah, sure. But uh, should we cut this out or should we give the audience a little sneak peek into the process? No, we should. We should leave it in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, y'all are learning a little bit about how we do this. Y'all are seeing how the sausage gets made. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, um... I was, uh, I had a conversation with Phil last night that I thought took an interesting turn. Um, this is gonna take a little bit of context to explain, but y- you know how we made fun of that viral thing that went around about the girlfriend asking her boyfriend, like, if I turned into an earthworm, would you still love me? I don't remember what we said about it, but yes, I do know what I don't, we're talking about. I don't think about. we talked about it on pod. I think this is just something we joked about one day over the phone. Oh, gotcha. Um, but I was talking to Phil, and part of uh, the banter we do is we do that character, Trevor from Minnesota or whatever, the shut up character. He's just like a bratty, like annoying little white kid from Minnesota. And his big joke is he always just talks about fucking people's moms. Um, and so we were doing that joke. And at one point, one of us, like, I can't remember who instigated it, but I was like, if I actually fucked your mom, would you be mad at me? And Phil was like, yeah, if you fucked my mom, I, I wouldn't be friends with you anymore. And I was like, really? I feel like our friendship's stronger than that. Like, if you <laughs> fucked my mom, I'd be okay with it. He's like, no, if you if you fucked my mom, I wouldn't want to hang out with you anymore. And I was like, wait, what? That's insane. Like, I, what? And he was like, it's weird that you would be okay with it. And I was like, I, I assume in the hypothetical, it's like consensual and enthusiastic. Like, I don't know. Like, do you really care that much? Okay, and he's like, yeah, wait, if you fucked my mom, I wouldn't like no, it. No, <laughs> I'm totally on Phil's side about this. You are an insane person, Adrian. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I understand. I was like, I thought our friendship was stronger than this. Adrian, you are in trouble. Wait, hold I on. I kind of want to have you institutionalized. Paul, are you saying that if I fucked your mom, we couldn't be friends anymore? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought our friendship was stronger than that. Did you bring this in thinking I would agree with you? Like, this was going to be an us, like... Teaming up no, on no, Phil's no. thing, I, like, what a I, bitch. I told Phil, I was like, Paul has weirdly conservative views on sex what, or whatever. I'm what are you <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> Name one, because I'm not pro-cheating like you are. Go fuck yourself. No, you're also not pro-having <laughs> motherly figures be pleasured sexually. <laughs> <laughs> because 
contextually, that would mean that you're breaking up my parents. What are you talking about? No, I think there's a scenario for it. You know, who knows? There's, there's, you know, it's, it's a hypothetical. You know, sometimes you're allowed to like control for certain situations. <laughs> hypothetical. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, there was also like at a certain point I was talking about like, so you're saying that if I just, if you, your mom and I hit it off and we made sweet love and he was like, you already said that you were going to fuck her. You, I don't think you're making sweet love with her under any context. <laughs> and then I just start doing the uh, chef from uh, South Park. I was like, I'm going to make love to your mother. I'm going to lay you down by the fire. <laughs> um, it was like, dude, if you fuck my mom, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'll say... Considering that you're setting up controls on this experiment, I'll say that there is, like, uh, there is a significant, what is it called, like, the p-value? There's a statistically Mm -hmm. significant likelihood that we would not be friends. I think the p-value is over 0.5, or... It would be below 0.05. Oh, yeah, that's the trick they always teach you in the stats class, and it's opposite of what you would think. That's the trick, is just knowing the one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid math, bitches. Yeah, be... Below point zero five, and we would not be friends anymore. It really, it really bums me out to know that our friendship isn't stronger than that. Adrian, you have family members that you'll cut off if they like look at you the wrong way. I don't get what you're thinking yeah, about exactly, how strong yeah. friendships are. That's a good description of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like my cousin Alberto. Uh, he he eats his peas weird, so I don't talk to him anymore. One at a time. I like how you were searching for, like, a Latino name, and you were like, who's a Latino in real life who I know? That Mexican guy that Adrian used to work with. Um, I was getting a beer at a happy hour on Wednesday. Fernando does that thing where he eats his cheese puffs with chopsticks, and he's like, it keeps my fingers clean. And you're like, that's too reddity for me. We're not, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not mad at that. You pointed out me eating uh, fruit with chopsticks the other day. The guy who was checking me out obviously saw, like, my name because I paid with my card and it goes on your receipt. And he was like, oh, are you related to, uh, like, Hector or something like that? He plays soccer with me. And I was like, no. Perez is kind of like the smith of the Latino <laughs> world. And he, I was like, is he Guatemalan? And the guy goes, you know, I wish I knew him better. And I was like, what a, what a weird way to say, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's my favorite response. I wish I knew him. <laughs> you know, he's a good guy. I could see in his eyes that there's a lot of wisdom. I wish we uh I wish we got a chance to God. talk more. Just the funniest kind of white person. <laughs> you know, he has those like smile creases. You know he knows how to have a good time. I wish we talked more. Mm. I wish we talked more about just business and, you know, what was going on in the economist this week, which is what we usually do <laughs> at soccer practice. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I knew him better. <laughs> he said it in like a actually like sincerely longing kind of way. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> you can see it in his eye. When it's real, you can see it in their eye. <laughs> Drake's the type of guy to uh, sigh and go, I wish we knew each other better when talking about another guy in his soccer <laughs> team. <laughs> That's funny. The other thing I got owned on, not owned on, the other thing that happened that night where I got owned was... um. Well, actually, okay, never mind. I'm not, I'm not, we already had one heated debate on here about fucking each other's moms. I'm not going to go ahead and bring in another heated debate. Let's skip that for until next week. I like how you're taking this position of me and Phil are wrong when clearly we're right, you know? That's a succinct way to put it. <laughs> um, no, it was a thing about someone who, uh, I guess, I don't know, depending on where she came, comes from, she thought it was odd the idea of like there being certain times of year to drink certain beers or whatever. And I was like, oh, I really do believe in like situational drinking. And then someone pointed out, they're like, you're drinking like what's essentially like an Aperol spritz right now. <laughs> like the coldest day we've had this year. And I was like, yeah, because in my mind, I'm in Italy, baby. That's what's going on. <laughs> that You're right. That is literally a argument we've had in the past. And my point is that since the advent of central air conditioning, that you can basically drink whatever you want, whatever you want. Um, but ambiances, ambience and vibes are different than just the temperature. That's just one component of it. Yeah, I also, guess. I want to but- point out again that that's an ableist point to make because I was drinking that because it had less sugar than dark beer. That would ruin my night. And that person is uh, ableist for making that point. Sure. But it wasn't you saying that the vibes are right for certain drinks certain times of year. You no, called that's me exactly out for the drinking a sour. Means. No, 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 no. But the argument started because you called me out for drinking a sour during the winter and went, during the winter? Why would you drink that now? So you were actually the one making an aggressive point when this beef started years ago at this point it must have been like 2014 (laughs) wait i don't get how that disproves my point winter is a vibe in an ambiance it's not just a temperature yeah but what i'm getting at is it's not you weren't making like a point about how it 
feels better or it's something you you should do. You were making a point about how it's wrong to drink the other thing at that time of year. I think that's you projecting your own uh, insecurities onto me. I, I feel like it wasn't as harsh of a statement as you're making it out to be. I think that's you remembering it more, uh, or not even remembering it. I'm the one who remembers that, so we have to trust me. I win. Two points for Paul. <laughs> it's just W's all over the board for Paul today. Um. Okay, so you brought in your conversation with Phil as part of your media roundup. Um. I did have other things if you want to talk about them. A couple months ago, or I don't even know how long ago, but a while ago, I brought in RxK Nephew as a recommendation during a media roundup. And RX Poppy is now, uh, he's free. He's out of prison. So uh, go check him out, y'all. I was re-listening to some of his tapes over the weekend, and I think intro off of uh, Poppy vs. the World is a great song. I think the intro is called Pap vs. the World, so go listen to that. He's honestly so funny and energetic, and it's just, it's it's good music. He's a kind of a rude dude with a dude, you know, he talks mm. about uh, drug dealing and shooting people, so, you know, do, 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 do. warning about content warning trigger warning but you know what type mm. of trigger warning i'm talking about <laughs> uh. oh also i don't know if this is worth talking about but um i have sent this to paul i have like tried on multiple occasions of like throwing my hat into the ring of trying to get tickets off of reddit and like i was specifically going through the sacramento and lorna shore subreddits today trying to see if anyone was going to sell a ticket for their show tonight um and i ended up getting a ticket to channel five kind of randomly because someone apparently same night and someone had a ticket to sell yeah, so I got that, and I'm going to do that tonight. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if it's going to be good. I think Paul makes a good point that, like, who even knows what a show like that's going to be like live, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear back about it, you know, personally tomorrow and on the pod next week. Mm-hmm. Do you want to Do you want to tell the uh, audience the bad news about JPEG? Oh, yeah, I guess most people, yeah, I guess most people aren't following that news. Um, Yeah, that show that I was talking about going to last week got canceled and is postponed indefinitely to be announced, so... Who knows when that'll happen, or if I'll even be able to go when it happens. All right, do you want to get into the theme, Adrian? Yeah. I'm up all night to get some. We're up all, up night, all night to get, to get lucky. Oh, I really uh, jumped the gun on that. Yeah, I think there's technically four of them. That was Adam Young's joke, is when that song first came out, is like, I just hear the one thing. We're up all night to get some. 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 <laughs> Damn, that damn horny dog. Luck of the draw, heart of the cards. Luck of the draw is one thing, but in Yu-Gi-Oh, it was fate. It was the uh, spirit of an ancient Egyptian pharaoh, who for some reason looked exactly like him. That was giving him the power to always get the right card. He was taller. (laughs) Yeah, why did they have the same hair? Nobody ever explained that in the show. (laughs) What do you mean? That was just a common hairstyle in that universe. (laughs) Since the time of the pharaohs? Yeah. Um, fair enough. Yeah. And so it was definitely like magic abilities, definitely not luck that was uh, getting Yugi to draw the perfect card every time. Yeah, it's true. And then there was one guy who I remember he cheated to get the perfect card by he cut hit one the good card slightly smaller so he could always pull out his uh, uh, best cards. I remember that was an episode of Yugi. Of course, famously, there was a guy with the eye that was a uh, ancient Egyptian relic. that Pegasus. Would- yeah, Pegasus, who could uh, use I think that to see your hand. I legitimately think we've done this roundup on the podcast before, because <laughs> there's also the introduction of Mai, where she tries to pretend that she's psychic because she has different perfumes on every card, which doesn't seem like that would just seems like it would just become a gestalt smell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That doesn't actually help her at all. But do you remember in the original arc when Kaiba wins the duel against Yugi because he sets himself on the ledge so that if Yugi deals the last blow, he gets blown off and dies. <laughs> he threatens suicide to not lose a card game. <laughs> oh my god. We've talked about how the stakes of that show make no sense. Like the episode where the other guy has flamethrowers pointed at him while they're playing. <laughs> it's like, how is that fair that he can turn on flamethrowers at any point? I just happen to have a device that puts us all closer and closer to our limbs the more life points we lose for this child's card game. <laughs> this feels like such a hack bit, but like, can you imagine the engineer that they contracted to build that machine? <laughs> Alright, so what do you want this to work on? Based like a remote or something like that? No, I want it to work uh, based off the dual disc point system. <laughs> 
Okay. Um. Why? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hire you to ask questions or think with that pretty little brain yeah. of yours. I hired you to get it done. I'm always losing my remote, but my dual disc always got that on me. You know, makes the most sense. In twelve years, these will be like tracking your heart rate. You'll get your messages on these things. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so wait, we should probably talk about Luck of the Draw and not just <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> we should do an episode on Yu-Gi-Oh. As soon as we start talking about it, I always really get lost in the conversation. <laughs> this is not a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Welcome to Yu-Gi Cast. It's your move. Okay, Luck, Luck. Do you consider yourself lucky, Adrian? Ooh, this is starting to throw me into flashbacks of like early podcast days. I think we've talked a little bit about this before. Maybe we've done this episode before. Um... I don't believe in lucky charms or anything, but I used to. I used to kind of do it in a whimsical way where I didn't really believe in it, but I thought it was a nice personality trait to be like, yeah, here's my lucky pen. Take this We've test. talked about this before, like having a lucky pair of underwear was like a yeah. cliche in shows. Yeah. Okay. Luck and luckiness. Uh, you ever gambled? You ever went to Vegas? No, I kind of want to. I kind of want to. There's, uh, there's some Indian, there's some Indian, uh, casinos around here. So I've been wanting to visit. Uh-oh. I think it sounds like an interesting thing to try out. I don't think it's really for me. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I set myself a $20 limit to uh, bet with plus whatever earnings I got off that 20 if I wanted to play with those. Uh, and I stuck to it pretty easily, uh, even while drinking a bunch. Like, it's just not really one of those vices that really connects with me. Um, it also is kind of a boring activity. If you're If the money coming in and out doesn't thrill you, the actual games are not very fun games. None of them are, like, as good as Call of Duty, you know what I mean? Yeah, I also didn't have the confidence to do, like, an actual poker table or anything. I did, like, all kind of slotty-type machines that just, like, kind of you press buttons and then things happen. Yeah. There's not a super fun way to, like, bet. I think this is similar everywhere, but I do think I would be more interested in, like, a really over-the-top pachinko game in Japan. I kind of like the idea of, like, mm. all these lights and colors. That does seem a little bit more engaging than... You don't think, like, a like a smoky backroom mahjong game is more your vibe? Ooh, that is true. That is true. I have also famously talked to multiple people about how I think I should get into soccer betting because I've done pretty well in the past. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> on my own record of being like, yeah, I did bet. I told my dad that France was going to win the last World Cup, and they did. Mm, interesting how that's definitely not uh, observation bias. Also, a quick thing about the, um, like, me never buying one. In the amount of time that I was in the gas station getting a Powerball, not only did a guy come in to play who knew how to play and taught me how to play, another kid who was also playing for the first time and loudly announced it came in to play, <laughs> didn't realize that you don't pick your own numbers if you just go up and ask for one, and then was like, oh, wait, I need to figure out how to, like, pick the actual numbers I want. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's my first time, too, dude. Um, so even just the little gas station in Davis that I was at, like, there were already three people, like, buying tickets. Yeah, there was people buying tickets when I bought. Also, interesting part of, like, my psychology, I pulled out. So I also bought Powerball ones. Oh, uh, how did you do your numbers? Oh, random. Like, randomly generated, like, computer-wise, or? Yeah. Yeah, because humans can never do true random or whatever. We do what we think is random. Like, I was doing that thing where I was picking, like, one from each row, and I was like, there's no way that there isn't going to be one where there's, like, two on each row, or even just, like, sequential numbers. Like, what a terrible conception of what random is. Um... But hey, I mean, even non-random ones are just as likely to win as random ones. Do you think people would believe or draw that was one, two, three, four, five, Powerball is six? <laughs> That'd be tight, though. Be uh, cool. Yeah, I had the issue where I was picking numbers for that based on um, soccer player numbers from the team that I like. And it's heavily biased because the usual kits are like one through 30. And it's like, there's a, that leaves half of the board <laughs> like left to play. There's no way that that's a good strategy for it. And I was like, all right, I got to start diversifying and just picking other random numbers. All right. So I am bringing back old carry tennis. Um, surprisingly, some we don't bring in that much for being, I think, as like big in the advice column game as he seems to be. Um, anyways, this is kind of about a luck of the draw, kind of just like a chance event happening to somebody. Uh, here we go. I got someone else's invitation to go to the mayor's ball. Should I go? By Carrie Tennis. Hi, Carrie. Look, this might be a no-brainer, but I'm just a product of a world with rapidly declining standards and dubious, if any, moral values. So here goes. Also, this is from uh, 2013 for context. I live in a major international city, a big one. 
Through some kind of human or machine type error, I mistakenly received an invitation not meant for me at my post office box, actually addressed to a married couple at my box number. It was a very expensive and creative envelope, so you might understand why I opened it. Imagine my surprise to find an invitation from none other than the mayor of my city to a gala New Year's Eve party at a very glamorous location. I'm currently without any plans at all for New Year's Eve. Actually, a bit of a loose end. So this presents a golden opportunity to see in the New Year in style while rubbing shoulders with the VIPs and the local who's who, or people who have swiped their invitations. What do you think, Carrie? Should I go for it or just stay home and watch the ball drop in Times Square on TV? I think the thing is, they've already done their moral thing, which is the opening it. But it was fancy. <laughs> you understand why you would open it. I think I think I could resist. I'm not going to lie to you. I think if I got something else's fancy mail, I could resist. It was expensive and creative. You're saying you've never opened up someone's mail before. <laughs> no. I literally did it yesterday. <laughs> Why? You were just curious about what tin got in that dildo-shaped box? Uh, my friend Carter, who visited here from Germany and needed to order stuff and have it sent somewhere in the U.S., used my address after I told him where to come to like stay when he visited. Um, and so I got, he bought a bunch of stuff from REI using a grant. Um, and so he had a bunch of camping stuff sent to our place. And so I got a letter, I guess about a year later now, that was just like, hey, you still have 23 points on your IE, REI like bonus account. Feel free to use them or whatever. Um, so I just opened it, read it, and sent him an email about what it said. Because you think he needs to buy more REI gear? No, yeah, just to let him know what it said. Oh, I would consider that junk mail and never tell the person. What are you talking about? He has $23 in his REI account. Oh, I didn't know it was a points to dollars system. Okay. No, 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 no. I got the amount in dollars. I said points. That was a slip of the tongue. Mm. I think that is the only time I've actually opened someone's mail. So. Okay, okay. Now you're feeling ashamed. No, no, no. I just thought it was funny that I literally had an example from yesterday. Um... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I would be very tempted to. Yeah, at, you already did the moral thing. At this point, I would also very much want to go. Well, what, like, you don't think you could find these people and give them their invitation? Yeah, I mean, they're probably like, if they're big enough to get invited to this, they might be big enough to be Googleable. I don't know. Local, like, locally important people aren't often Googleable. Like, if they're just big You don't think, like, city. local business owner or local, uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking Wikipedia-able for some reason, but you're right. Maybe, like, they could be just generically found. Yeah, I think so, right? But who knows? Maybe that's one of those things where, um... What is it? Like, when you find someone's wallet, where, they're like, there's, like, a certain level of expectation of how much effort you're supposed to put into getting it back to them, and, and after that, it's like, yeah, you, you did your best. I think that it's the wrong thing to do, and you've already done the wrong thing by opening the mail, and it's the wrong thing to do to go, but the sense of adventure inherent in this makes it something where, you know what, sometimes it's okay to do the wrong thing. Two like, wrongs make a right. In a way, yeah, sort of. If you get a great life story out of this, that's two wrongs making a right. Come on. let's like You can do a wrong thing, but if your sense of adventure is there, it can end up being the right thing, you know? That's real shonen protagonist energy. I like that. Um, no, it's. I think that I really do think it's wrong, but I also can't say I wouldn't be tempted to the point that I just like the sense of like, hey, let's see what happens. Would it outweigh the wrongness of it? It's yeah. not even like the benefits of going to this party are not even like that great. It's not going to be that. It's not like the monetary value is going to be that great. You know, you're what are you doing talking it about? Paul, for, Paul, Paul. Would you rather get half a million dollars or get invited to the mayor's ball and talk to people? Because <laughs> I can tell you what kind of man you are based on your answer to that question. Here's all I'm saying. You're really going to work your way up the socioeconomic ladder when just like in 13 going on 30, you teach all these fuddy-duddies to dance at the mayor's ball, and then your boss finally respects you, and you win back everybody at the fashion agency. That doesn't resonate with me. I've never watched that movie, but spoilers. I will say, I bet you if Amelia's still listening, I feel like she would know that reference. I don't think she is. I mean, you already don't have plans. Like, it, it, so, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. You get, you, get, you get two strikes of being a jerk. So one, you open the letter. Two, you're going to go. That's two strikes of being a jerk. If you're going to bail on your friends because you already had plans to go, that's, th that's three strikes of being a jerk. But since he said you didn't have plans, I'm going to allow it. But watch yourself.
Make sure you don't get your third jerk strike at some point during the night. I'm kind of agreeing with this. I kind of agree with this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is going to be one of those things where, like, you ask your friend about it, and they're like, well, what are you going to wear? And then you guys get to do a whole little fashion montage where you go buy, like, a new dress because you don't have anything fancy enough for this. And, I mean, I think that could be pretty fun. <laughs> I like that you assumed it was a woman. I don't know why. I was uh, making them masculine in my mind. I don't think a woman would open somebody else's mail. That's a that's a gender stereotype that you have? Yeah. Mm. I think men are nosier. Do you think you'd have the social skills to fit in and not stand out on something like this? Do you, do you not think you're going to get caught? I mean, I don't know. It's not like a party. It's not like a house party where it's like, hey, I don't know that person. I'm sure everybody involved in this party doesn't know everybody being invited. Mm. The invite list is probably a mix of a bunch of people's invite lists. So there's no real like way to quickly pinpoint who hasn't been invited. You think when you show up in like overalls and like a straw hat with a piece of hay in your mouth and you're like let's po down people <laughs> you know i'm showing up in my like all off-white gear i'm showing up Ooh, okay i'm showing up clouded out man come on this is the biggest party of the year i got dressed to impress you're showing up in your uh gap yeezy hoodie god i wish i knew fancy clothes more i'm showing up in my gucci off-whites armani baby armani we already did this when we did the uh, Fancy per- Purse uh, episode. We did an episode on Fancy Purses? I am really... No, it was just one column. I am really out of... like. Uh. It was very clear from that conversation that we knew like three fancy brands. Uh, I will say, to answer it very directly, the last sentence, uh, yeah, definitely go to that over watching the ball drop on TV. Yeah. Even if you're like not doing anything that night, who wants to watch the ball drop? Like, come on. Yeah, also do anything over watching the ball drop. Like, go to bed early is better, but also, like, yeah. I think you can come up with something. Go watch fireworks. Become a Batman-style villain where your resentment for people who are cooler and more and more high class than you leads to you destroying this party. Let's answer what we would actually do, because I would go. If I had nothing better to do, and this I wouldn't open the mail in the first place. That's a line I wouldn't have crossed, but if I somehow came into possession... If invitation. you were, like, holding the envelope and, like, an eagle picked it up from you, used its, like, beak to rip it open, and then the letter dropped and it fell onto your hands again. Yes. What are you going to do? I would never open it myself, but if I was, if I found myself in possession of an already opened invitation, I would have to go. For me, and this is a very practical concern, but you said answer it how you would do this. I was talking to Phil uh, after he went to two weddings in a row in the last two weekends. Um, where I saw his suit and I was like, it looks like you're wearing your dad's suit. And he was like, no, that's my suit. Like I have it for like, you know, job interviews and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, I like the fanciest piece of clothing in my wardrobe as an academic who doesn't need to dress fancy at any point is like a thing with elbow patches on it. (laughs) Like classic professor shit. Like I have nothing that I could wear to this thing and I would have to spend money on a suit. So I might actually avoid it for that reason. Oh, you see, I do. Well, I guess. Are your friends too poor to go to, to like have weddings yet? Are none of them getting married? What would you have worn to Nicole and Pierce's wedding if it was a more accessible event? Oh, I would have worn like pants and like a flannel. Oh, yeah. You see, I have a suit for weddings. Yeah, I know. But no, my friends, uh, they they definitely do go to weddings and have like suits and stuff. So it's not every grad student. It's mostly just me. So you're just a piece of shit is what we're getting at here. If that's how you define what a piece of shit is. Yeah, I guess. That's not how I would do it as a someone who's not counter-revolutionary, but... Adrian, I was trying to break your balls in a fun way, and now I feel bad about myself, man. Yeah, I thought we were happens. doing this all in a jovial sense of camaraderie, but you very counter Oh, I'm not going to call someone who says something like that a comrade, I'll tell you what. You're the one who very counter-revolutionarily turned it into, like, a uh, attempt to uh, cancel me. <laughs> all right, you're right. All right, I got no defense for that one. I activated your trap card. The heart of the cards came out. <laughs> oh, good way to bring it back to the theme. How revolutionary yeah. of you. Oh, thank you. I like how that's how... <laughs> that's the axis for our compliments now. Um. Okay, do you want to read the answer? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear what uh, they have to say. Dear Jay, you come into possession of an invitation meant for other people. If you keep this invitation, you are stealing from them. Ah, I already don't like that point. That response sounds very grown up, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you. That's a long way from my first thought. My first thought was, you've been invited, you should go. I do believe that the universe speaks to us through accident and coincidence. But the language it speaks is metaphor and riddle. It's logic, 
is dream logic. So as I worked through the ethical and legal implications, I realized I was making the same mistake we all make. I was taking the universe literally. I was also projecting onto your situation my own restlessness and impatience and love for mischief. So if this means something, what does it mean? It could mean you have a thirst for some big fun, some glamour and excitement that you've been ignoring. It could be a sign that you have some issues about honesty and stealing that you need to face up to. It could also mean that the world's rapidly declining standards and dubious, if any, moral values are a serious concern for you that you've been wrestling with this profound problem. What it doesn't mean is that the mayor wants you to come to his party. That's for sure. Not unless he invites you, and he hasn't invited you. So here's what I would love to see you do. I'd love to see you find these people. I'd love to see you have some harmless fun with this. Contact the mayor's office and tell them that you received this invitation in error, and you want it to be delivered to the rightful owners in person. Get their address. Then dress up for the ball. Or even better, dress up like a royal footman. Go to their address and ring the bell. Announce that they are being invited to a ball. Explain to them that you received the invitation in error and and you thought you were being invited to a ball. So you got all dressed up and then realized it was not for you. See what they do. I expect your costume will excite comment. If they have a sense of humor, you may share a great moment. They may even invite you for a holiday cocktail. There's no way to tell. But there's nothing like responding to the universe's little tricks with a little fun of your own. Will you be rewarded for doing the right thing? Who knows? Your reward may be expressed, like the coincidence itself, in the language of metaphor. In short, you've received an invitation. It's not the kind of invitation you think it is, though. You're not being invited to a ball. You're being invited to make a choice. Gary Tennis. Wait, her point is that she he should act like a freak? Um, I, I did not like that way of taking it. No, that's stupid. Either do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Or do the wrong thing and indulge in it. Yeah, but don't do this weird in-between where you're hoping to be rewarded for being a goody two-shoe bitch boy. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that I like the way that he took this as that joke from Scrubs where like JD visits some patient's family and like he sees the Buddha statue in their house. and He's like, maybe the car crash was Buddha's way of telling her to slow down or something like that. It was like, what kind of like <laughs> metaphor and like do you think this is? Like what a weird way to think the universe is communicating with you. Like, this is the universe way of telling you that you should start wrestling with those ethical problems you've been thinking about. (laughs) Maybe this is, you know what, I think they both got it wrong. I think this is the universe's way of telling you it's time to assassinate the mayor. Ooh, yeah. It's time for you to get into political assassinations. Lori Lightfoot isn't making it out of this Christmas party. (laughs) No! (laughs) There's already so much crime in the city. All right, Adrian, you want to get into the uh, second call? Paul, why do you sound so less drunk than right before, <laughs> right before this? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay, uh, you know what? We like to keep our audience in on these uh, behind-the-scenes activities. We're recording the third segment the day after we recorded the first segment. Wait, we're recording Wait, the second? Wait, no, this I'm, is the I'm second so, segment. I'm so drunk still, man, from yesterday. <laughs> 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 we're recording the second segment, the second article. The day after we recorded the first article, and then the the scratchy lottery third segment we recorded yesterday too. So we're really recording an in between section to slip into the episode. So the first time this has happened, yeah. Wait, can I talk really quick? Since can I do a second media roundup? <laughs> no, you can you can tell us about Channel Five next week. We don't get to slip in a secret media. Come roundup. on, Channel <laughs> no. Five, baby! <laughs> Champions are... League draw. We're playing Tottenham, baby. We're gonna kick their English asses. Those limey Brits. <laughs> Those limey Brits. Actually, honestly, best draw we could have gotten. I'm super excited about that. I think we can win that one. Who knows? Maybe I'll be eating my words. Adrian, stop trying to slip in a secret media roundup. But it's in February, so, you know, we got a lot of time before then. we got a whole World Cup in between them. Uh, so you, this is from a uh, a lesbian, bi, and queer woman website. Are you uh, bringing this in to apologize for bringing in Joe Queer before? Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, y'all, I'm sorry. It turned out- Oh, I'm sorry. Can we wait till next week to do a little roundup of stuff, Paul? Oh, okay, yeah, good point, Adrian. I respect your input, and I'm not going to be a weird stinker about it in response. That seems like a bad move. The more you wait on apologizing <laughs> for you bringing in Joe Queer, it seems like a bad move to me. Whoa, whoa, but- whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, hey, Adrian, I'm bringing in this guy, Joe Queer, and you were like, just look through everything he's ever said or done, and I approve that decision. <laughs> you do not have textual proof of that. I'm not, den- I'm not denying it. I'm just saying you have no proof of it. <laughs> Acting well, we- like we brought in Joe Queer. Yeah, we did bring in Joe Queer onto our podcast. Wow. He who was without sin cast the first stone, you know what I mean? 
I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't really know where I'm at at this point. I'm still drunk from yesterday. <laughs> Me too, man. Okay. Uh, Go Mag, Lesbian Magazine, uh, Advice for Lesbian, Bi, and Queer Women. Dear Yetta, my partner and I have been together for five years. On our fifth anniversary, she bought a lottery ticket using the numbers of our birthdays and our anniversary. Unbelievably, she won. But the problem is, we have been fighting ever since and are now considering breaking up. We are registered domestic partners in New York City. If I leave her, do I get half the winnings? Which, by the way, are substantial. Did you sign a prenup? It's a, it, There's no such thing as a prenup in a... It's something that you need to have, because when she leave your ass, she gonna leave with half. I also That's just something I came up with. I I've never <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I also am very scared of the reptilian Jewish people. That was the next bar that you left off. Eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, okay, good question. This is a legal question that I do not know. I did not pass the bar in New York in New York <laughs> State. You did pass it in say. Ohio, Iowa, and Nebraska. Those are the three states where you're I did, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how I used to joke about in undergrad that I wanted to take the MCAT just so from then on I could ask my doctor what they got on it and see if I got a higher score. <laughs> um, I've taken the bar in every state that I've lived in just so I can be like when I ask for legal advice. By the way, I- I've also passed the bar. <laughs> There's a lot of this question being asked on advice columns. This was the least sad example I could find. A lot of them are like, I helped like pay for him to make it through medical school and I gave him uh, everything and then he won and left yeah. me. Those like, would have been uh, more compelling. This one's kind of, like, easy. It's, like, I, I guess it's easier. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think legally she doesn't have a... Like, she actually... Legally, has, her using your birthday doesn't make it your <laughs> yeah. ticket. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's, that's like, like that's at, child logic. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at the craps table and somebody's, like, blow on these dice before I throw them, you don't get half the winnings. And they're like, no, luck. no, I blew on it. My... <laughs> Dude, I've done that joke before to very little success on multiple occasions. Like, I've been playing ping pong at a bar, and I'll tell someone to blow on the ball before I serve it, and they'll be like, I don't get this, I don't like this, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, Adrian, it's because you told them to blow on your balls. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> That's where you draw the line? I've heard you say some of the most disgusting things I've ever heard a human say. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that my reputation? I'm like a, uh, it's called the aristocrats. <laughs> Yeah, that's your reputation. I'm the personification of that guy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I won't yeah, even yeah. tell the audience what you were saying yesterday about Phil's mom. Oh wait, you said it on pod. How how was any of that disgusting? I think that's beautiful. <laughs> we found love in a hopeless place. That was one of those things where like I brought it in early in the podcast and then I had this thought that it was like, eh, if that didn't turn out good, I guess I can cut it out. And then you were like, let's reference it 15 times more <laughs> in this podcast to make sure that that has to stay in. <laughs> Weren't you actually very into a mom when you worked at Trader Joe's? Yeah, she's the love of my life. One that got away. <laughs> Do you want to shout out her name? Maybe there's like maybe she listens and this is how she'll know that you're still interested and you guys will find each other. We found love in a hopeless place. Or do you think Trader Joe's? Mo- do you think mom from Trader Joe's is enough? Like if it's meant to be, she'll find that and know it was I think about so. her. Yeah. Okay, this advice. Um, so this lady is upset because her lady won the lottery and now they're fighting. Do you know what the date is on this? Could they have been married but they weren't married or was it before? Uh, 2010, they so they couldn't have been married. Yeah, I see, I see. So I would say the situation is, I mean, this shows why domestic partnerships were such bullshit. Like, they clearly mm-hmm. didn't impart the same legal rights to the people in them, but conservatives would try to use them to be like, see, good enough. Like, what do you want marriage for? Come on. Separate but equal. Come on, this is our thing. (laughs) Marriage is our thing. (laughs) Poppers, that's your thing. Mm. We get marriage. We get legally binding marriage that imparts legal rights onto land and money for us. And you guys get poppers. They're pretty cool. They're fun. They're a fun time. Mm. Paul getting into his Marxist analysis of marriage. (laughs) Actually, it's a way to make sure that there's a bloodline in which to pass wealth down onto. Um, but yeah, it shows why that was kind of a bullshit argument. But uh, you're not married. She did never agreed to marry you. Like, no, you don't have any right to this money. I would say start being nicer to her. Yeah. Sounds like you didn't, even, uh, you didn't even ask her for her father's hand in marriage. Like, how do you expect her to, like, actually respect the bond that you guys have? 
Well, all I'm saying is she didn't explicitly agree to get married, so she never made that uh, arrangement with you. So, uh, I don't know. You don't have any legal right to her money. Yeah. She didn't do the uh, for sickness, for health, for wealth, or whatever those uh, vows are. You should start being nicer to her. Yeah. And embezzle that money. Stay on good terms. Offer to become her accountant. Be like, babe, real talk. You know I'm smarter than you. You know I'm better with the numbers. (laughs) You should take up the role as the king's right-hand man who's very devious and tries to steal their money for her you should always sit by you just do the jenny nicholson thing for her for her video (laughs) that's actually not true i've been doing that for i sent that to i sent that to izzy and i was like she stole my joke because i've been doing this voice for weeks now (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yes my dear invest it in this property (laughs) invest it in paul coin invest it in paul coin (laughs) that just sounds like (laughs) scooby-doo Yes, my liege. Certainly they will not attack from the right flank. <laughs> I don't like this creepy guy. I don't like this guy at all. Let's go back to being regular, Paul. Yeah, I... I, mm. I don't know, because, like, without... It seemed like there was no indication that they weren't doing fine before the lottery win, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're... I guess if There are two lesbians living in New York. I assume they... Wait, no, that's a gay stereotype that they're successful and well-off. Lesbians uh, are yeah. pretty well-off, too, right? They can be. Are they white lesbians? I assume. I don't know. Who else writes such advice columns? Ooh, that's true, though. I think you guys should stick together, work it out, and become uh, gay Republicans. Ooh. Oh, because they made money. Yeah. yeah. These people would be turfs by now if like, they followed the trajectory of every <laughs> really other person start, with money. Really start funneling that money into local elections of conservatives. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Munchausen by proxy syndrome? Yeah. Make her feel like she absolutely relies on you for her health and well-being by poisoning her slowly. Mm. And then she'll be pretty much in your palm and you'll get to keep all the money you want. Is that what Munchausen by proxy is? I actually don't remember the formal definition. Yeah, Munchausen's when you make your own self sick for attention. By proxy mm-hmm. is when you use a proxy. I'm sure you're already pretty good at sex, because I think statistically, in st- most studies, lesbians have the most fulfilling sex life, but like, you should get really, really good at sex. Is it true? Who's doing that study? A perverted professor who's like, yeah, tell me about how y'all fought. Yeah, yeah sounds real exactly. hot. Okay, 10 on the hot scale. Can you do the right-hand man of that professor saying that this is a good <laughs> idea to do research on? <laughs> My liege. Oh, yes. <laughs> You will certainly get a Nobel for this one. (laughs) Makes my skin crawl. It's supposed to. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying that's my reaction, Paul. I think my reaction's valid. All right, well, we probably shouldn't spend more than like 25 minutes on this. My liege, you should write a piece for Quillette about how they're stopping you from teaching your female students correct science. (laughs) Just because you want to watch them have lesbian sex with each other. To answer your question, I'm pretty Wokeness sure it has is gone like too a... far in science, my liege. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is like a legitimate source that does those uh, surveys or whatever. It is a survey, not a uh, please describe to me in detail like, with a five paragraph essay what your sex life is like. Oh, uh, okay, you're right. That absurd thing I said was just meant to be funny. It was not an actual indictment of these professors. What is this combative nature you're coming with on this episode? <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier, so I'm in a yeah, real fighty mood. Yeah, you're being a rude dude with a dude, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm in a real fighty mood. I was also watching a Bollywood, a Bollywood action movie before this time, also in a real fighty mood. <laughs> Interspersed through about three hours of also singing and other drama. I heard you were too embarrassed to tell your uh, your union friends about this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I was. Wow. More, I was embarrassed that they found out about it through not me, and I just had to go into a room when they were talking about it. <laughs> and listening to it and laughing, and all the hot girls were laughing. <laughs> all right, man. Um, I'll read the answer. Do it, brother. I don't know if congratulations are in order. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but you have absolutely no claim to her winnings. While someone in a heterosexual marriage would be able to assert her right to a portion of her spouse's lottery winnings, people in registered domestic partnerships do not have that right under New York City and state law. A domestic partner is not a spouse. Domestic partners have very specific rights under local and state statutes. Sorry, this is just being treated like a legal question. These are very narrow in scope and include things like right of succession to rent, stabilized and rent-controlled apartments, and right to benefit for partners who work for the city of New York. 
but the law does not recognize you and your soon-to-be ex as a marital unit. Therefore, there is no joint assets and no right to equitable distribution if the relationship dissolves. I'm assuming you live in New York City because New York State recognizes marriage legally performed in other jurisdictions. You've raised an interesting question. Would you have a claim to a part of the lottery proceeds if you were married in a jurisdiction that allows same-sex marriage, but brought a divorce action here in New York? But assuming you are not married in any jurisdiction, this does not apply to you. My advice, either cut your losses and let the winnings go, or find a good couples counselor and try to stay with your partner. My strongest suggestion is to get involved in the fight for the legalization of same-sex marriage in New York through a great organization like Marriage Equality New York, M-E-N-Y dot U-S. Good luck. Boring. Somebody tell it. Gay marriage is legal now. 2010. Yeah, Dumb assholes. <laughs> they were so stupid in 2010. They were like, gay marriage is illegal. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um. Yeah, no, it was actually a good answer. Uh, I agree with every point of it. I mean, they knew the legalities of it and we didn't. The good job. You knew more than me. <laughs> Adrian, why are you pissed at this lesbian from 2010 for knowing more than you? <laughs> she didn't take a combative stance against you. No, but I feel like I've been aggressed today. <laughs> Sorry, you, you know I get hyper when I have this much sugar. When I drink this much soda. <laughs> Tell you what. Alright, buddy, let's get into the third segment that we're about to record right now, not yesterday. Right bye. now. Alright, Adrian. I say we do this with a system, and the system is that whoever wins more money, the other person has to, uh, I don't know, what should the bet be? Um, they have to call up their crush and tell them that they like them. Um, no, actually, hold on, what's the, so I know I bought three $5 tickets, so I don't know if that means that my amount that I can win is more than yours. I think, I mean, it depends on what the, like, if you look on the back, I think they usually say what the payout rate is. Whoever wins the discrete, more amount, absolute, more amount of money, they get to decide what the other person spends their winnings on. The other person gets to spend their winnings on. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. All right, so I bought three Space Invader um, cash invasion tickets, and so they basically have six main games where you scratch off, and if you get... As long as you don't get a game over, you get whatever prize is listed at the end, and there's also four extra live little mini games... Um, where you have to match the symbols to get the prize that you scratch off in the end. So that one almost works like a slot machine. I bought 10 holiday $100, whereas in California, they encourage you not to buy gambling stuff as gifts. In North Carolina, they seem them to look like presents. That's cool. Uh, so the holiday 100 looks like a wrapped Christmas gift. All right. Do you want me to go first? We'll go at the same time. My game is basically you just have to match the numbers, and they were all $2 tickets, so I have 10 of them. Okay, and then I have, let's see, it would be 18, okay, hold on, there's 10 for each, and I, so I have 30 that I could do in individual segments. Okay, I'm scratching off mine. Let's see. First ticket. All right, my first scratch is immediately a game over on my first one. <laughs> you dumb piece of shit. Okay, I did not win on my first ticket. Oh boy. All right. Um, Paul, any quick kind of comments on what you want to spend this money on if you win big? Or if you win big on the uh, Powerball? I'm more interested in what I'm going to make you spend your money on. Okay, okay. And I think it's going to be on something that you're going to be embarrassed to check out with. You know, there's like Amazon, right? I'm scratching off my second ticket. Adrian, yeah, we got to fill this dead air, man. Um, what if you want it big? What are you spending your money on? You know I'm buying a house for my mama. Aw, that's adorable. And I'm buying a house for Phil's mom. It's kind of... <laughs> to fuck her in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the game one that I lost in the first shot was a $50 prize. I am now on game two where the prize is 250000 and my first shot is not a game over. Adrian, if you won 250000 odd pod, would we still be allowed to release this? Yeah. I want, to know, I want people to know that I'm still a man of the people. I'm still Jenny from the block. You know, I'm going to give most of it to mutual aid. <laughs> I've now scratched off three tickets and have not won on any of them. Goddamn. Oh, okay. This ticket has won. Okay, on this ticket, I won... Let's see. Four dollars. Okay. Hey. You're in the green. I am. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm 20% of the way back to getting back my, uh... Oh, wait! What's up? Do you have a multiplier? Yeah, do I get- wait, I have to read the rules on this. Do I get money for each one I matched, or only for the, uh... Because I won $2 multiple times on this ticket, but it's like, how many- does it, like, add up, or is it- I think so, yeah. Oh, goddamn. Alright, game three, another, uh... Another game over. I'll have to check. I either won $2 or $8 on this ticket. Oh, shit. We're quitting the pod. We've become billionaires. <laughs> Baby. I also found out I was doing it in the wrong direction. You're supposed to start from the bottom. So game four. Immediate game over. I think if I win like $200,000, I'm using that money to do like an indecent proposal with Phil's mom. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, my next one. Explosion. I don't know. Is this time for Adrian to, like, wax poetically about how one of his fatal flaws is that, like, we've talked about it, and I've, like, actually thought it was a really useful advice column where we talked about, like, making money as a communist or whatever in that one episode where we asked a witch. Uh, and it is crazy how much, like, I have, like, an almost, like, religious, like, abhorrence for any amount of excess wealth where, like, anytime I have any excess money, I'm like, I kind of just want to give it away. Like, I don't like having any amount of excess money. It's a terrible character trait. I remember an early pandemic. I'm on game six right now. I just lost game five. We got our stimulus checks and so much of my money wasn't being spent on going out anymore that like I had like what was a pretty comfortable surplus. And I literally told Dorley, I was like, hey, if you can find like a local family or like an immigrant family that needs money, like let me know and I'll just give them my paycheck like I, or like my uh, stimulus check. I don't need it. What are you going to do when you become like a professor or have a big boy job? And uh... I still not am not totally sure I'm going to get a big boy job. So who knows? Okay, okay. Presumably, it's something God that damn. I it's something that I recognize as a flaw, so it's something that I know I'm going to need to work on at some point. I am just losing after losing, man. Yeah, these are also a lot of work. <laughs> this is like a, yeah, I know, my wrist kind of This is like a part-time job. I could have jerked off how many people for cash at this point and just made more money than this. I'll tell you what. Alright, let's see, you get a diamond, Ooh, Okay. lemon, rainbow, that's not matching. Do you need three match two symbols in the same game and win the prize shown? I won five dollars on this ticket. Wait, what? God damn it! You're kicking my ass. All right, literally nothing from this first ticket. I got absolutely nothing on a five dollar ticket. Damn, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm ruined. And you said I wasn't lucky at scratchy. No, no, this is big brain shit right here, bro. You can't make me spend Ooh. money as a pa as a punishment I if I don't make ticket. any money. Two dollars, nice. God damn it! You can't make me spend money in a dumb way if I didn't win any money in mine. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't think that you had planned this out so expertly. Uh, Alright, next one's not going well either. Damn, I lost the one where the prize at the end of it was just a free ticket to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they usually let you win that. <laughs> like, that makes sense to let you win that one. Goddamn, another game over right off the bat. Right off the jump. How much are these regulated to make sure that they're actually paying out, like, some of them? I mean, the point of these things is to, like, fund certain tax dollar things, right? Not the scratchies. I think you're thinking of the, uh... Like the Powerball the, or whatever? The Lotto? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What's the point of these other ones? Is it literally just a for-profit thing? I'm reading the back to see if it says... Oh, it's interesting. Okay, so mine does say the payout rate, that it should be, uh... One, so for every $4.44 you make, you should be... You should get $1 back. It's 1 to four forty-four. Hmm. Interesting that they just kind of spell out how bad the odds are for you. I think legally they have to, but I was just wondering, like, how much that's actually, like, regulated to make sure yeah. that they're not just lying. Honestly, that's a value add, because, like, you know, it's an, it's value add because you get the thrills. Check the back of yours. What was the uh, percentage for your payout? Like, uh, what was the... Mine says one to one. Now, let's see. Um, odds of winning any prize, one in 4.77. Cash prize, one in 7.42. So you did pick worse tickets than me. Yeah, I had the one in 4-4, four, four, and you had the one Sheesh. in 4-7. The prizes weren't even good on that one. Goddamn. $50, $5, $30, a free ticket, and $25. I got a golden ticket. All right, rainbow. Gold. Grape. And I didn't get a free ticket. <laughs> Diamond. Head. Man, how are you Clover. this unlucky? What is wrong with you? Didn't win $10. I'm not even winning the, <laughs> the most basic prizes. <laughs> Hold on, we got a ring. 
We got a star. And we got a lemon. Wait, Adrian, did your did your grandma forget or did your grandfather forget to go to back carry and take Madame Zeroni up there? <laughs> if you insert that sound into this again, I swear to God, bro. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I got Alright, th- three of my uh three of my ten tickets won. Well, isn't that special for you? God damn, F me in the A. Okay, so this card is a bust. I'm gonna rip that off. Let me just make sure really quick. Yeah, game over on each of these. Game over on each of these. And no matching on this one. Or this one, okay. Alright, last chance. I'm on my last ten games, Paul. What are you doing? Uh, I'm done, so I'm just counting up my winnings. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're over there just flipping through your dollars. Do you want to talk through your winnings and how you won or whatever? What was going on? Yes. I mean, my game was much simpler. It was just a match the number to the winning numbers games. All right, come on. This one's my lucky ticket. Once my number comes in. All right, immediate game over. That's cool. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Another game over on the last of three. God damn it. All right, another game over. Okay, so... Adrian, is your desk covered with a bunch of, like, black fuzz from the scratchies or just me? Yeah, I hate it. I don't like it. All right, game over out the gate. What were, the, what were even the prizes on these? Let's see. 25, 100. Wait, you literally won zero? Is this the beginning of like us turning into a uh, investigative journalism podcast where we infiltrate this, this uh, space invaders cash invasion? <laughs> and find out that literally none of them All give right. out wins? Paul, last four. First one, clover. Second one, rainbow. Third one, coin. No prize. All right. This literally feels impossible. It does not feel right that you did not win, like, at least a buck back or something. Game eight, piggy bank, ring. Come on, this is it. This is a 20k. This is a 20k. Pearl come horseshoe. on, come on, come on. No matches. That was for $10. Game nine, here we go. Here we go. We got bills. That's That makes sense. That's a good one to get. We got key. All right, we just need one of these to match. Bill or key, bill or key, Paul. Say that in your mind. And we got grapes. All right, this is literally my last one to get any amount of money at all. <laughs> I, I hate it here, man. But Adrian, Adrian, you know how this works, right? How you, you've never seen those old people on the slots? The more you lose, the more you're due for a win. That's how it so works. So you're going to win big. That's why you got to find a hot machine whenever you're in a... In fact, if you don't win on this one, you got to go back to the store and buy more. You're due for a but win, But I didn't man. even win a free ticket. Who <laughs> paying for that free ticket? <laughs> Right. You gotta go back and spend more money, man. It's the only way to get your win that you're due for. Alright, I feel like I'm a diamond in the rough, and my first thing is a diamond. My second one, pot of gold. Okay, my third one, banana. Whew. I don't want to sound like uh, uh, one of the minions right now, but banana. I never watched that movie, Do They Say Banana? It's one of the few English words that they say that's like not just nonsense. <laughs> That and the N-word, of course. <laughs> All right, $15, $0 back. So, you know, I actually was right about what my strategy was for this. Which was? Paul, where do you want me to spend these $0 in an embarrassing way? Oh, okay. Um, You have to spend the $0 in an embarrassing way by... The next time you see a free sample, Adrian, you have to keep taking free samples until you look rude enough that they ask you to stop. All right, I heard that they uh, redid or they reopened the demo section at Trader Joe's finally. So, all right, that's your punishment. Big fact, no cap, get out of here. Big facts, no cap, get out of here. Big fact, man, Adrian, you're due for a win, man. Come on, just buy another scratchy. You're due for a win. No, I feel like that's the start of an error, of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, just look, one more, one more scratchy. All right, if I if I think of it, wait, are there times that you're not allowed to buy them? Can I buy one on my way home? Uh, my no cap is going to be, don't, if you're going to do scratchy lotteries, don't play Space Invaders Cash Invasion. Yeah, we're pretty sure they're a scam company. We don't have proof for it, but we are going to look into it for y'all. Mm-hmm. This is turning into cereal, starting next week. And I'm Michael Barbaro. <laughs> he do, he does the daily. You're thinking of Sarah Koenig? I'm sorry, yeah, I, I don't, don't really listen know to what this they have bullshit in common. neolib stuff that you're watching. I don't know why you think Sarah Koenig is a neo-lib. She sounds counter-revolutionary. Well, uh, maybe if you're sexist. No!
<laughs> I'm getting sent to the shadow realm. Yeah, that's what happens when you play my goddamn trap card. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Bye, buddy. All right, bye, bro. Yeah.